Welcome to Vitality Radio. On today's episode, we will be talking to someone that has never been on the program before, but uh, she and I have been going back and forth for the last couple of months trying to figure out a time to meet. Uh, her name is Nikki Wolf, and we'll be discussing men's health. We'll talk about what's going on with prostate health. We'll talk about uh, blood flow and circulation and how that uh, uh, applies to both sexual health as well as cardiovascular wellness. And we will talk about uh, several other men's health uh, conditions, I guess you could say. One thing that I will say as a man who sells supplements for a living uh, and takes a lot of supplements, uh, I believe that uh, it's it's funny. We have a nice mix of both men and women that listen to Vitality Radio. And a lot of, I find a lot of wives uh, that are listening that are then going and telling their husbands, hey, you should do this. Uh, this, is, this would be good for you. So this will be an interesting program to see how many uh, men this resonates and how many uh, uh, women this resonates with as well. Nikki Wolf is the Director of Education and Social Wellness for Life Seasons, uh, which is one of my favorite brands, and I would have said that even if she wasn't here. Uh, she has more than 10 years of experience in the supplement industry and a Bachelor's of Science in Public Health. She is also a certified functional health coach and a passionate believer that we don't have to let our circumstances and diagnoses hold us back from thriving. Nikki, welcome to Vitality Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. This is going to be fun. I, uh, I really this this topic is one I probably don't bring up enough, as I told you before we got started, uh, which is uh, I don't know why I don't I, I mean I talk about specific things uh, with men's health, but a, a good general men's health uh, program I haven't done in uh, probably a year or two at least. So I'm excited to jump into this with you. And the first question I have for you is, what do you think uh, based on what you hear at Life Seasons, what you hear in your uh, in in your practice working with people as a health coach, uh, what do you think would be the biggest challenges that men face with their health right now? I mean, right now in this society, there's so many different things, I think inflammation, but in regards to men's health, prostate and testosterone levels, condition and health wise are something that I would say, if you're 40 and up, you should absolutely be aware, either being taking supplements, going to a doctor, kind of having conversations around your prostate health um, and your testosterone levels. I would say those are going to be two factors that are really prominent for men to be um, kind of understanding at this at this age. And what would you say that uh, men can look for uh, in just their day-to-day -day life that might make them think that there is an issue with either prostate or uh, testosterone? Great question. So um, with prostate health, it could be prostate inflammation, frequent urination, nocturnal urination, so getting up in the middle of the night, um, not complete emptying of the bladder, so maybe there's some dribbling. As far as for nitric oxide, maybe difficulty getting an erection or performance, um, testosterone levels could be, you know, maybe they kind of had this, uh, really intense drive and go-getterness and that's kind of become a little bit more submissive as the years have gone on, maybe difficulty building muscle mass. Um, and then kind of the more obvious is that sex drive. So if you've noticed a decrease in sex drive, that could be an indication that levels of testosterone have decreased. All right. And I'll tell you in my experience. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old now, uh, so I'm right in that uh, age range where both of these are, are 
potentially significant issues. But what's interesting to me uh, from a standpoint of talking to other people who, uh, other men that are dealing with some of these things, is the age range that I see. You said over 40, which in the past has always been kind of the the marker, but to me it seems like, especially with testosterone, we're seeing younger and younger men deal with testosterone issues. I've had men in their late 20s that uh, are, you know, off the charts low with testosterone. And I never used to see that uh, 10, 15 years ago. That wasn't a thing. So w- what's your take on it? I certainly have a strong opinion on it myself, but what do you think's happening with testosterone in this country? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the strong opinion because there are certain things that, you know, could be a whole other conversation, you know, societal standards and cultural standards. But, you know, I think the different toxins that are in the environment, um, you know, BPAs and a variety of things are affecting our hormones on a deeper level than we once thought of. Um, you know, things are different now. The soil's different. The nutrients are different. And so our bodies, yes, our longevity and the amount that we live is longer than it has been before. I think there's a lot of health conditions that are starting to stir up. And to be honest, our you know, a standard American diet can lead to a lot of these kind of early onset of some of these health conditions that previously happened later in life. Absolutely. And I think the environmental stuff is is maybe the biggest factor that, that I'm seeing. You know, we live in a time where <clears throat> environmental pollutants, chemicals uh, are, you know, being used at an all time high in our food production. And then, of course, what's uh, airborne from uh, a variety of different types of manufacturing. Here in Utah, uh, in Bountiful, where my store, Vitality Nutrition, is, we have four oil refineries within five miles of the store. Uh, So they're spewing these petrochemicals like crazy. So there's all these different things that are happening. Um, I like, on on this show, my, my optimal... Uh, goal, I guess, at every at the end of every podcast, is that people have not just an idea of what's going on, but you know what can be done from a lifestyle standpoint, what can be done from a dietary standpoint, uh, what can be done maybe from a fitness standpoint, as well as anything supplemental. And so let's start. Let's start with testosterone, and then I think work back to prostate. Don't let me forget to, to go back to prostate because I definitely want to touch on that. But uh, with the a testosterone thing. What would you say from a lifestyle standpoint is uh, are some of the best things that we can do to uh, boost testosterone and to uh, defeat some of the things that are trying to reduce testosterone? Absolutely. I think, you know, there's so many different facets and angles. And like you mentioned, environmental plays a huge role. I live in Los Angeles, so I'm just bombarded with toxins and pollutions here. So it takes a lot of work to kind of avoid that. One thing that instantly came to mind is what we topically put on our skin. I mean, for my husband, I just bought the other day, I try to do things as natural as possible, um, but I'm not going to force anything on him. And the, you know, the lotions and the body washes with so many chemicals, I mean, that has a bigger impact on our health than we think. Cologne, all of this stuff can start kind of pausing and interfering with our hormone production. So I would say one of the first things you can do besides cleaning up the diet is cleaning up what you're putting on your body. Cause that seeps in. I mean, your skin's your biggest organ. And so really paying attention to the cleaners that you use. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying we need to switch to be completely like 
um, you know, using essential oils for everything, but just being a little bit more conscious of what you're putting on your body. Yeah, I definitely echo that as well as what you're breathing in. You know, what you mentioned with cologne is one thing, but of course, on the flip side of that would be perfume, but also like scented candles and Glade plugins and all that kind of stuff. All of those things are throwing off what they call VOCs, volatile organic compounds, uh, many of which are toxic and endocrine disrupting and confusing to the system as to what the heck it's supposed to be producing from a hormone standpoint. So uh, awesome as far as lifestyle, I think I, I completely agree. And, and one thing too, and I, I like how you kind of step that back a little bit, Nikki, you know, when people start to hear all this stuff and they think, well, it's in the air and it's in the water and it's in the food and it's in my house and it's on my body, it's all these places. What the heck am I supposed to do? It's overwhelming. I always tell everybody that will listen to me, look, one step at a time, if that's fixing just your laundry detergent and that's where you start, start there. Uh, if it's fixing your body lotion and that's where you start or your shampoo and conditioner, uh, thankfully I have no need for either of those things. But, uh, you know, for people who do require such things, uh, just making those switches and doing them one thing at a time, you know, as you run out of one that's got more chemicals in it, replace it with the one that's cleaner and more organic. Uh, absolutely. So that's that's lifestyle, uh, basic tips there. What about diet? What would you say people can either consume or avoid that would help to improve testosterone? I mean, I think one of the easiest go-tos as far as foods to avoid, and this goes for men's health, this goes for everything, is sugar and highly refined carbs. I mean, the mm -hmm. amount of inflammation that creates in the body, the amount of hormone distribution, uh, you know, that it's going to disturb. I think that can be one of the biggest things. So again, coming back to food that is more natural, that you recognize the ingredients, um, less processed foods, but I would really point in on the carbs and the sugar. When we increase that, I mean, that's going to start affecting your blood sugar, which is responsible for so many other aspects. It could start playing into your adrenals. So I think one thing that men can do to help, um, support healthy testosterone levels is really reducing the amount of processed ingredients, the amount of refined ingredients, sugar and um, refined carbs. Excellent. Yeah, totally agree. And, and of course, in, in making that switch, you're automatically, uh, almost automatically and replacing with better things, right? Healthier things that have more nutrient density. Um, protein is a, is a real critical key to, we have to be cautious to not let our protein dip too low. There's an interesting statistic. I don't know if you've read this, Nikki, but I read it maybe a year ago and it kind of surprised me because I didn't quite understand even why it would be. But apparently in America, people over 50, both men and women eat about 25% less protein than people under 50. Uh, as we age, we tend to consume a little bit less. And I think that might be part of the testosterone uh, trap too, you know, that people can fall in for sure. Uh, okay. So then we have some lifestyle uh, changes, some dietary changes. Both of those are useful. What about from an exercise standpoint? What do we know about exercise and testosterone? Yeah, I mean, I think movement in general is always going to be supportive, but obviously doing muscle endurance kind of training, um, different exercises that are going to help build and tear the muscle um, so that it can regenerate. I think anything like that is going to help with those testosterone levels. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at societies hundreds of years ago, 
The men were out, you know, chasing the animals and hunting and moving big boulders and rocks. And so that's been something to show to help boost levels of testosterone is exerting um, heavy amounts of energy. Well, it's pretty obvious to me uh, when we look at the human body that it, 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 to a very large degree, allows us to dictate what it does for us. Um, the more movement we have, the more fit we become, uh, you know, we burn more calories and all of this stuff. But one thing that is really interesting with testosterone that I think most people know, but maybe not so much, and it also flips over even to like bone density, uh, which uh, we, there's a, I'm doing a big show on bone density here very soon. But it's an interesting thing because with when we exert ourselves, like you said, Nikki, then something happens. And that is a really simple thing that happens within the human body all the time. And that is we're sending a signal saying, hey, I need more of whatever it is to support that, right? And in the case of, of uh, exerting significant energy to do, you know, things like squats and lunges and, and using the big muscle groups, uh, bench presses and all that sort of thing, those things signal the body to make more testosterone. And the body says, hey, uh, if you're going to do this, then I'm going to support what you're doing. And uh, we have to recognize that we do tell our body a lot by what we uh, have it do. And and unfortunately, likewise, if we're sitting on the couch, uh, the body <laughs> can get used to that as well. So uh, <clears throat> I love all of those things. So what about from, su from a supplemental standpoint? What do we know about herbs, nutrients, things like that that support testosterone? Yeah. So one of our absolute bestsellers, masculinity is designed to be a testosterone support. So an easy way I like to explain it is it starts masculinity. So I think mood, muscles, mojo. So focusing on those M's. So anything that's going to help boost testosterone is going to help boost the mood. So I mean the sexual desire. Um, it's going to, you know, you have ingredients like tribulus and long jacks, which will boost testosterone levels. And then you have mirapama, maca, fenugreek, more for that libido component. And then muscles kind of, which I've iterated to before, is the more testosterone you have in the body, the easier it is to put on muscle mass. So if you do have a gentleman, you know, listening who is maybe struggling, is working out, is eating protein, is taking creatine, but not noticing the definition he should be, chances are there could be a dip in testosterone levels. And then lastly is that mojo. That's kind of that drive, that go-getterness. If you once were a pretty like um, kind of, get at it kind of person and have noticed you become a little bit more submissive or a little bit quiet and reserved, again, that could be a dip in the testosterone. So taking herbs and ingredients to boost those levels could be helpful for so many different reasons. Well, one of the things that I, I really like about Life Seasons, one of the reasons that I'm such a big fan of the brand is that you guys don't throw out, uh, what I call uh, window dressing formulas, you know, where you've got ingredients in there people have heard of, but there's not enough in there to actually make any impact. Uh, I see that all the time. I was at Costco the other day looking at the uh, uh, one of their test. Well, they have a testosterone formula at Costco, and it has one ingredient in it uh, that has good clinical research on testosterone, and then it's got about ten other ingredients in it 
all of which men have read about in Men's Health magazine. They've seen them all over there, but there's just there's just a sprinkling of all of those things in there, not enough to actually make an impact. And as I'm looking at this formula, uh, the masculinity, you've got you know a full 400 milligrams of tribulus in there, 400 milligrams of a uh, clinically proven form of fenugreek uh, that's in there, 300 milligrams of maca, 200 milligrams of a good concentration of, uh, of epimedium, and then long jack, uh, which has maybe of all of those things, it might be tied up with fenugreek in terms of uh, good clinical research showing that it can boost testosterone. But there's nothing in here in a, you know, five milligrams when you need 500 type of a thing. So it's a really well thought out formula. We've had good feedback on it at Vitality Nutrition, and it covers a lot of the bases, kind of checks a lot of the boxes of the things that you might be looking for in a testosterone booster. I appreciate that you recognize that. So that's one big determining factor that differentiates life seasons from other companies is that we do use those therapeutic doses. Um, you know, those little ingredients, we'd like to call it pixie dusting where a company just sprinkle in a little bit of that ingredient so that they can slap the label on the, you know, the, the ingredient on the bottle. But unfortunately for most consumers that catches your eye, you try it out, you don't notice the difference. It's really important to look at the back and make sure you're looking at the levels and the ingredients that we're putting in there. And so that was kind of the premise of uh, Darren Peterson, the creator of Life Seasons, why he wanted to start this company is he didn't want, you know, to get a little bit of this, a little bit of this or have to take five different bottles. He wanted those therapeutic doses in one formulation. Yeah. And I uh, very much appreciate that as someone who sells these products, uh, it's much easier to sell a product that uh, clearly right on the label makes sense in terms of what's in there and how much of everything's in there. So love the masculinity. It's a great product. Uh, one of my very favorites in this category. So l before we jump back into the prostate conversation, which I still want to do, um, one of the things that meant, I, I would say there's maybe three areas that people complain to me about when they're dealing with low testosterone. Uh, one is fatigue, just, you know, lack of mojo, like you said, you know, tired, not really all that excited about getting up and getting anything done. Maybe even a little bit of mild depression that kind of feel, it, it sort of feels like with low testosterone, that's a big one. Um, another one is uh, a lack of uh, performance or maybe it's uh, even progress in the gym. Uh, you know, you're, you're working out, but you don't feel like you're getting anywhere or uh, uh, not able to do what you used to be able to do, that kind of thing. And then the third one is a lack of performance in bed uh, with sexual performance. So masculinity covers um, the testosterone side of that, but there's also a, a blood flow uh, component to a sexual function. And you guys have a, a, a formula that really works in conjunction with masculinity, I believe, called Nitro T. Uh, can we talk a little bit about that and why it's designed the way that it is? Absolutely. And this is one of my favorite formulas. And just to quickly add is, you know, a lot of people think testosterone is just for that sex drive. But like you mentioned, it's not just for fertility and libido. It's also for clear thinking and balanced energy and mood mm -hmm. and healthy ratio of muscle to body fat. So it plays a huge role in men's health and women's health as well. And so it's important to recognize that it's not just for that fertility and libido. So um, for sure. And and you mentioned mental, and I didn't even think about that, but I hear brain fog all the time from men that are dealing with low testosterone. They feel like their brain isn't what it used to be. So I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Yeah. So Nitro T, this is our men's performance support. So I like using analogies to help 
understand the body as a whole before we dive into the individual ingredients. So one way I like to explain nitro to your nitric oxide in general. So real quick, nitric oxide is a gas that vasodilates your blood vessels. What in the world does that mean? You think about a hose. A hose carries water to nourish the flowers so that they can bloom and blossom. But if there's a kink in that hose, where does the water go? It stays stagnant, doesn't go anywhere. So flowers eventually wilt and die. So I like to think of the capillaries and the veins as a hose. Your capillaries and veins carry blood. So if there is a kink or dilation or squeezing of those capillaries and veins, where does the blood go? It doesn't go anywhere, it stays stagnant. Well, unfortunately, your blood, or fortunately, carries your oxygen, your cells, your nutrients. So if there is a kink in that hose or capillaries and veins, you're not getting oxygen to the brain, so brain fog, to the extremities, cold hands and feet, to the penis, so you can't get an erection. Because performance isn't necessarily, a gentleman can have all the testosterone in the world and he is in the mood, but if he cannot perform, that's not a testosterone related thing. That's an oxygenation thing because it's not a muscle or a bone that's creating the erection, it's oxygenation. So easiest way I like to explain nitric oxide or why somebody would like a formula like this is think about it unkinking that hose. It's gonna help get blood flow moving, oxygenation, and it's not just the sexual performance, it's a fantastic athletic performance. Um, myself and many other women have taken this as a pre-workout because if you can you know, unkink that hose and now all of a sudden blood's getting to every area of the body, you could swim faster, run harder, you can perform at a higher level. So fantastic athletic and sexual performance. Yeah, and, and a, a really good... Um partner with the uh, masculinity. I think there's a, a teeny little bit of overlap. They both have tribulus in them. Uh, and I think wild oat, but other than that, they're, they're completely different formulas and the little extra tribulus and wild oat will not be a problem. So, uh, I love that. The cool thing about a product like nitro tea, and I talk a lot about nitric oxide, um, on this show, I'm such a big believer in, in boosting our nitric oxide levels. Citrulline is the main ingredient in this formula. I am a citrulline fanatic. I absolutely love that amino acid. Uh, so that, of course, makes all kinds of sense. But the thing I love about the nitric oxide uh, formulas is that as a general rule, they're noticeable, you know, the first time. Uh, you take one and you can feel a difference within 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on um, <clears throat> your system. And you can do that either, you know, prior to sexual activity or prior to the gym. And uh, with this formula, Nikki, I'm, I'm curious, this isn't I don't know the answer to this, but uh, have you found uh, with people using this formula that uh, the three capsules is what most people stick with? Or is it one of these formulas where you should experiment with the dose? Because me looking at the formula, it seems like anywhere from really three to six, depending on what your need is, would probably make sense. Yeah, so good question. I think it's determinant of everybody and their, you know, chemical makeup, their hormones and their weight I will say I've had a lot of women use this and one was plenty. And I think this goes for most life seasons formulas. I actually recommend starting at a lower dose, seeing how your body responds and then adjust accordingly. So if you're using this prior to the gym, try one. I would not recommend this in conjunction with a pre-workout. I think that's going to be overstimulating to the body and the adrenals. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of find that sweet spot. Again, most supplement recommendations are based on a 150 pound male. Um, so, you know, if you're 200, 200 plus, 
that full dose might be most effective for you. But I always recommend starting at the lower dose, figuring out your body, um, because our products are known to be, you know, high potencies and therapeutic. And so people feel more of an impact with our formulas than some other ones that they may have tried in the past. Very cool. All right. So that I think covers pretty well uh, where we want to be there. So let's go back over before we run out of time. Let's go back over to the prostate and talk about that. And and if, if there's a relationship that we need to understand about prostate and the, the sexual health and the testosterone, and then what can we do uh, with prostate health? What, what uh, answers does Life Seasons have? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing you hear, it's not a matter of if men will develop prostate issues, it's when. So I would right. say, you know, whether you're a partner listening to this um, or you're a gentleman yourself, 40 and up, you should be on a prostate formula. You should be doing things to help support prostate health. Again, it's not a matter of if, it is when. So um, really common symptoms are um, nocturnal urination, frequent urination, not complete emptying of the bladder, and then more serious issues is the inflammation of the prostate and you know, prostitis and BPH and whatnot. Um, yeah, so I mean, our formulation is fantastic, but I would say those are gonna be kind of the main, um, the main standout things of why somebody should, should get on a prostate formula. All right. I, and I, I appreciate that. And one of the things that I also am, am very uh, careful to make sure and mention is with, pr this is my belief, and I think there's enough evidence out there to support this, but um, I don't know if it's necessarily the, you know, the going narrative, I guess. But we have this, you know, like you said, it's not if, but when with prostate in America. Um, I think it's estimated that men that, I can't remember what year it is, by 2030, something like 90 or 95% of men that reach the age of 80 in America will have prostate cancer. I don't know if you've read that, but it's crazy, right? It's basically all of us. Um, and the prostate enlargement and prostate cancer are not the same thing. There are lots of men with enlarged prostates that don't have prostate cancer. So I don't want to conflate the two, uh, but there is a relationship because of that inflammation and inflammation is a, is a, you know, part of the process of cancer and cancer growth. So then the, the concern that I always have is going right back to where we started, Nikki, and that is this environmental toxin side of prostate health. I really believe the biggest factor in keeping your prostate healthy is avoiding these petrochemicals that are likely inflaming the entire body, uh, confusing the endocrine system, uh, and in terms of what hormones should be uh, being made and where they should be sent. And so back to making these changes in your home with the chemical products that you use using less and less and less of those, I believe is always my number one starting point for prostate. But then of course, just simply supporting the prostate uh, with nutrition is a big deal. And from a dietary standpoint, uh, one thing that I've always recommended, I'm curious your opinion on this, Nikki, is just pumpkin seeds. I feel like pumpkin seeds are a big thing that can be used real simply, can be added into just about anything. And um, I would say most people like pumpkin seeds okay. I don't know, I think that's pretty typical. Uh, what are your thoughts on that and how that could potentially help the prostate? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, I think just the general focus on reducing carbohydrates and increasing healthy fats, I think that's going to make a dramatic impact, um, you know, vitamin D levels as well. But everything as far as like prostitis and BPH and all the other, you know, inflammation of the prostate, 
it's inflammation of the prostate. And so what is leading towards inflammation, it's generally going to be those sugars and those carbs. And so really fine tuning that. And again, like you mentioned earlier, we don't have to make this huge shift and it's overwhelming because there might be a lot of things that we need to change. But if you can start doing one thing at a time, because the thing is, is the more you start doing one thing that's good for you, you start feeling better. You start craving better health and better decisions. And so all that stuff will naturally happen. So I would say, you know, pumpkin seeds, you can roast them. You could do the pepitas, um, just have some salted ones, throw it on a salad or in any sort of vegetable dish or whatever that looks like. There's, you can even throw it on yogurt. Um, but yeah, I think increasing good quality fats in the diet, I think can make a tremendous impact. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there on the quality fats, though, because that means different things to different people. So what's your take on what what quality fat means? Because it might be different than what some people are thinking. Yeah, so, you know, and there's different controversy, you know, I think once like Bulletproof and all that happened about like chewing on butter and bacon and the whole keto Mm -hmm. diet. I think there's a balance with that. And I'm not necessarily an expert on this, but, you know, making sure when I say quality fats, I'm thinking like organic egg yolks, organic um, high fat meat, um, avocado, coconut, ghee, uh, clarified butter, not necessarily, you know, high fatty meats that aren't of quality standards, because if you're not familiar, your listeners that toxins are stored in the fat. And so if we're eating meat that is not an organic and I don't buy everything organic, but I prioritize certain things. But if I'm going to have a fatty piece of meat, I want to make sure it's the best quality because if you're going to have a fatty piece of meat, you're consuming all those toxins of that animal. And so, you know, um, I would avoid things like, you know, corn oil and safflower oil and kind of those traditional fats, more um, of the whole food kind of fats in the body. Right. For years, we were taught... uh things that just simply aren't true when it comes to fat. Uh, I remember this, this is, I mean, this dates me in a big way, Nikki. Uh, you know, this store, Vitality Nutrition, that I talk about on this show all the time has been around for 45 years now. And uh, I remember when canola oil was first introduced into the market, uh, and it was, it was the fat because it was polyunsaturated, you know, zero saturated fat. It was supposed to be the cleanest, best, healthiest oil. And we sold it. We sold it in our health food store thinking this was great. We were buying the lack of science, but the, the, uh, what's the word hype, I guess, uh, back at that time. And that was the popular oil in health food stores 35, 40 years ago. Uh, now we recognize that canola oil is horrifyingly bad. It's uh, one of the most inflammatory fats you can put in your body. You mentioned some of the other ones, corn oil, soybean oil. And yet for years, we were taught this, that these are the fats that we want. We don't want saturated fat. We don't want egg yolks. You remember the controversy with eggs, right? First, we weren't, you're supposed to eat eggs. They're super, super healthy. Oh, wait, you're not supposed to eat eggs. So it's too high in cholesterol. Oh, wait, no, that cholesterol doesn't matter. Go back to eating eggs, you know? So the thing with fat's been really funny back and forth for years, but it has caused a lot of problems in this country because people have bought into this whole unsaturated fat being healthy fat. And we are learning very much that that's not really the case. Yeah. And I, you know, I think there's a balance. I think with so many, and I've 
I've been one that have done, you know, I did keto, I did intermittent, I did, you know, low carb, I did all these, I was raw vegan for a time. Like I've tried a variety of things and I think it's important to be cautious when any new hype or fad diet comes up or even just a lifestyle practice. I think there's a reason that there's all three macro, macros that is created on this earth, you know, to find a balance. But, you know, because now, you know, before it was like low fat everything and now we're throwing butter into our coffee, there is a balance and there's a season of life to kind of maybe focus more on carbs or less on carbs and more on fat. And so I think just being conscious and being curious as a consumer and not just taking information as truth um, and really doing your research on what's important. But I'm one to say I've absolutely done extremes. I'm a very black and white person, but even now I'm much more cautious when I hear any sort of new fad thing. Okay, let me be the devil's advocate in this and let me really make sure kind of see both sides to the story. And so just an encouragement to, to be conscious and be curious with whatever the new thing is. I love that you said that. Absolutely. Uh, people might get sick of hearing it when they listen to my show, but I always say, don't take my word for it, right? I'm going to give you the information the best I know and as with as much education as I can find behind it. Doesn't mean I'm right, and it doesn't mean that what I'm recommending is right for you. So please be uh, very conscious. Uh, pay attention to what's going on out there, and don't take anybody's word for it. Your health is your own. You have full responsibility for it, and uh, hopefully shows like this are uh, you know helpful in uh, figuring these things out. Uh, let's uh, because we are going to run out of time in about two minutes, Nikki. Let's get back to prostate just really quickly as far as the supplement um, recently. After Actually, I discovered this one. It was one that was kind of missing uh, in my store. I didn't have the Prost uh, T formula for a long time. And maybe six months ago, eight months ago, we brought it in for the first time. And I am was kicking myself because I'm looking at the formula and saying, holy cow, this is like, I love this formula. I think it's my favorite prostate formula on the market based on what's in it. But I just had missed it before. So tell us about uh, it, why it's designed the way it is and, and uh, how it can help. Yeah. So just to be quick, um, you know, some of the star ingredients, soft palmetto, Swedish flower pollen, nettle root, vitamin D3, and a phytosterol complex. So issues with the prostate is inflammation and it squeezes on that urethra. So we wanted to throw in ingredients that are going to help with healthy urine flow, um, integrity of the cell walls of the prostate, and reduced inflammation. And so salt palmetto is one of those really high ingredients um, that is going to be helpful at lowering DHT in the body. We don't have time to get into that, but that's what's creating a lot of inflammation and balding in men. And so salt palmetto is helpful to reduce that elevated levels of DHT. Um, but Swedish flower pollen, I don't know if you know, is sold internationally over the counter. So it's a very like high commodity ingredient. It's actually a very expensive ingredient to harvest, but um, and you even find minerals, zinc, selenium um, in the formulation, um, because that's so important um, to make sure to have that, those adequate mineral levels um, for the integrity of the prostate. 
Absolutely. And one of the things that I really love about this uh, formula, and, and it's funny because I developed a prostate formula years ago uh, that I, at the time I thought was probably, uh, you know, the, it was the best formula I could come up with anyway. I loved it. Uh, but it, uh, it was for another company and it doesn't exist anymore. And it's funny, though, because this formula is so similar to it. And what I love about this product is that you do have the Swedish flower pollen in there. It's usually missed in prostate formulas. And in my opinion, it is it is a huge player in a healthy prostate. I love that. And you've got it in there at a really good dose as well. Uh, the saw palmetto is at a full dose, which I love. The 320 milligrams has all the research behind it. And the phytosterols are in there at a very high dose. So you're really hitting this from a bunch of different angles. Uh, there are so many products, just like what I talked about with testosterone at the beginning of the show, so many products I see out there that have you know, saw palmetto and a little bit of a bunch of other stuff, but not enough to do anything. Uh, that seems to be the most common thing. And not every man responds great to just saw palmetto. Not every man responds great to just uh, Swedish flower pollen. I sell all of these ingredients individually at Vitality as well. And I have found time and time again that a formulation that combines some of these things and and really uh, takes a multifaceted approach to prostate health is where the majority of the men that uh, I get feedback from find the best results. So I, I really, really love this formula. Thank you for uh, talking about it with me today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our bodies, I love that we approach formulation in a holistic perspective because in our hair, skin and nails, we put the biotin, we put the collagen, but we also put saw palmetto because maybe it's not a lack of biotin why somebody is going bald. Maybe it's elevated levels of DHT. So understanding that a one size fits all doesn't work in that aspect, that our bodies are so intelligent. There's so many different facets. You know, you could be having this issue because it's an adrenal or it's a thyroid, it's a hormonal imbalance. And so looking at the body as a whole, when we are addressing an issue, I think is going to be the best approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you never know that that's one of the biggest things. And it, you've, you've brought up some great points, uh, on this show. And, and as I said, the, <laughs> what you talked about, the Swedish pollen is huge because most, I don't think most people have ever even heard of it, but man, it's such a powerful thing. But what you just said is such an important factor. And it's one of the things that I really do believe Life Seasons does better than most brands out there. And that is that you're not just assuming that the problem is this. Uh, and we don't know. We're all individuals and two brothers with enlarged prostate could have different underlying factors, uh, even though they have similar genetics and everything else. And so hitting it from the multifaceted approach, but also a high enough potency uh, of each of those ingredients is, is a big thing. So as we wrap this up. I'm, I'm going to extend this a little bit longer because it's been a great conversation. Uh, so we're going to we're going to go three more minutes. Okay. So as we wrap this up, Nikki, let's just for for people that have been listening, especially if they're driving down the road, let's really quickly, if we can, kind of highlight. Okay, you know what we talked about. Wrap it up as far as testosterone and sexual performance and prostate. Uh, what would you say are the key takeaways that you hope people get out of this show? Yeah. So one, men and women can have issues with these. I think obviously men's the focus. Men, Except for prostate. Know, yeah, correct. Um, well, <laughs> when you have PCOS or hormonal imbalances can actually take the prostate formula, but that's for a whole nother yes. show. Um, so from, you know, testosterone levels, if you are having issues getting in the mood, um, putting on muscle mass or just those energy levels, that's something you might want to look into testosterone levels or finding a supplement that can help be supportive for that. So we have masculinity from life seasons. 
as far as for nitric oxide. If you're noticing a lack of blood flow, um, brain fog, cold hands and feet, um, difficulty getting an erection, difficulty, you know, at the gym, staying engaged and kind of pumped for lack of better word. Um, a nitric oxide support can be very beneficial. So nitro tea by life seasons. And then lastly, frequent nocturnal urination, not complete emptying of the bladder is a pretty, um, distinct sign of prostate health. Um, so if you have any issues with that, I would encourage looking at a prostate formula. Excellent. That all sounds awesome. And you did great. You got in under the three minute limit. Nikki, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you for the first time today. And uh, as we discussed before, we'll definitely have you on again soon uh, to talk about some more uh, awesome and important topics. Uh, I hope this episode and this interview has been really, really useful for you uh, listening. I believe it's been really, really uh, great. And we've covered some things in a, in a way, hopefully that all made sense and uh, gives you some uh, good, useful information to go on. I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Nikki go and then I will wrap up the show. Nikki Wolf, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Vitality Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. Appreciate it. All right. It was great meeting Nikki for the first time on the air. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I had a uh, comment come through from someone that is very close to me who shall remain unnamed for her protection because um, other people who are close to me would probably uh, take exception to her complaints about my podcast. I'm really just to joking. But uh, yeah, she uh, said that I have not been ranting enough lately. Now, I have not been playing my rant sounder that uh, you regular listeners are familiar with because it takes like 30 seconds, and I frankly felt like I was wasting your time if you'd heard it a hundred times. So I got rid of it, but I am going to do a short one that'll be five or ten seconds very soon. I'll have that recorded, and we'll start using that. Um... But just because I don't play the rant sound doesn't mean I'm not ranting. I ranted about many of the supplements at Costco last week. I ranted about ADD and ADHD. I've ranted about a lot of stuff lately. But since I have about 10 minutes left on today's show, there are a couple of things that I'd like to rant about, kind of freestyle. Uh, you may have heard that Dr. Anthony Tony Fallacy, Fauci, Dr. Anthony Tony Antony... Anthony Fallacy, that's his name. Um, I think that's right. Anyway, you know, he's the head of the you know NIH, uh, little squirrely guy that was getting on the every news channel that would allow him on there uh, throughout the pandemic, saying things that made no sense, backtracking on what he had already said, saying we don't need masks. Oh, wait, we do need masks. Oh, now we need this kind of mask, but these kind of masks don't work. Maybe we should double mask, and you may even want to consider goggles. And then we, we definitely would want to vaccinate, but we can't just vaccinate once. We'd need to do a booster. And then we may need to do a booster twice a year. Um, but actually, on second thought, let's just ditch all of these precautionary things about COVID, even though COVID is still cycling around. It's endemic, and now we just have to deal with it. And yeah, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, yeah, that guy, Anthony Fauci. I think that's actually how you're supposed to pronounce his name. I've gotten accustomed to calling him Anthony Fallacy. But regardless, uh, my rant today is on this. He's retiring. You may have heard. Uh, glorious news, but it's not that exciting because it's 25 years too late. 
this guy has been complicit in the deaths of millions for 25 years for all kinds of different reasons um, and uh, has done nothing of value in uh, for, for our health in this country and from what I've been able to uh, witness. Now, you may disagree with that statement, and if you do, I, uh, I'm okay with that. We all have different opinions, but that's my opinion. And like much of what happens in medicine today and in government today, it's about 20, 25 years behind the curve on what should happen. Now, I'm a little nervous about his retirement because I don't know if you remember when BPA was taken out of all the plastic bottles, uh, bisphenol A, because it was <clears throat> probably carcinogenic and definitely an endocrine disruptor and caused all kinds of problems for people. Well, if you remember that, um, I don't know that you remember this, that BPA was replaced largely with something called BPS. Now, BPS is interesting. It doesn't leach into the liquid that's in your plastic bottle as well uh, or as uh, easily, I'll say, as its predecessor BPA did. But if it does get into your water, it may actually be more toxic. And I would not be surprised if a year or two or five from now we're going to be hearing people clamoring for the removal of BPS. So the the concern I have with Fauci leaving is, is there going to be somebody that steps into his place that's even worse? Uh, certainly, Walensky is horrible, and she's staying on board, near as I can tell. Deborah Burks seems to be a thing of the past, thank goodness. But yeah, when she stopped quacking, then Walensky started up, and that, you know, that song didn't sound any better and was just as out of tune. But also, I don't know if you recall, but Dr. Fauci at one point said, you know, when you question me, you're questioning science. I am science. He sounded like the good Lord omnipotent, you know, in, in his statement. And, and of course, he's a very, um, uh, what's the word, humble individual. Uh, you never sensed any ego or arrogance from this guy who makes more money than the president of the United States. I don't, don't know if you know that. But, um, and not that the president should make any money either, at least not the current one. But regardless, as I rant, I'll just say this. Uh, we're going to lose Fauci. That's not a loss, uh, but it may not be a gain because whoever's behind him was probably handpicked and installed by him and probably just as horrifyingly bad at his job. Um, but we will not lose science because he was never science. And in reality, almost everything that he said was in direct rebuttal to actual science during the last three years of this uh, craziness of COVID. And so, yeah, that top part of the rant, done. Uh, good riddance, uh, Dr. Tony Fallacy. Uh, the next part, though, is this. I <clears throat> put something on Facebook, and it was just a picture of a bottle of Kirkland calcium, uh, 600 milligrams with vitamin D. You may have some on your countertop. I hope you don't. But I don't usually say this because, generally speaking, most of the clients that I see at Vitality Nutrition that have supplements uh, that show them to me and ask me my opinion, I'll say, well, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good product if it is. It's a great product if it is. Or occasionally I have to say this is a really crappy product, and if I were you, I would throw it away. More often than not, I don't say that because most supplements out there are at least okay, um, if not great. But this particular supplement, not just from Kirkland, but every form of calcium carbonate or calcium phosphate on the market, 
that is at every mass market retailer that you can find, every big box store, um, all over the web, Amazon and so on. And also, unfortunately, even in some health food stores still. If it's calcium carbonate or calcium phosphate, you are trying to get your body to digest a stone. It's a powdered stone. It's actually more like digesting a piece of chalk. But not just digest it. I mean, that's one thing. Can your stomach handle it? Yeah, your stomach can probably do something with it. Your stomach's pretty amazing, especially if it's got enough stomach acid. But can you actually utilize it and get it into the bones? And the, the easy answer on that is no, because we have the research that proves that. It takes or, or it, good absorption of that form of calcium. It's 10%. Average absorption is probably closer to 4 or 5 based on the research. So if you're only absorbing 4 or 5%, is it okay because uh, you're taking 1,200 milligrams and you don't really need 1,200 milligrams of calcium? Because let me reiterate, you do not really need 12 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium. But if you're only absorbing 10% of 1,200, that's 120 milligrams, and your need is maybe higher than that. But what happens to the other 900, 1,000, 12, 1300, depending on how much calcium you're taking, where does that go? Well, we know now, and there's very good clinical evidence to back this up, that it goes straight to places you don't want them. Want it. It goes into bone spurs and heel spurs and things like that. It goes into the arteries and lines the arteries and hardens the arteries and creates heart disease. It actually does that over five or 10 years, you'll start to see hardening of the arteries from these types of calciums in many cases. And it can cause stones, kidney stones in particular, which if you've ever had one of those, you know are horrifyingly bad. So my point is, this is a supplement that not only you should not take and you should not buy, but you absolutely should, uh, or not you, someone in a position like, I don't know, the FDA should get off the shelves. They should get rid of it. And they should tell every doctor that has a license in this country, stop recommending this crap. I get doctors on a regular, or sorry, clients on a regular basis coming into Vitality saying, my doctor said 1,200 milligrams of calcium. And I can tell you that the most common way to get 1,200 milligrams of calcium is 600 milligram tablets of this crap which is not going to prevent osteoporosis. There are studies on top of studies on top of studies that prove that it does not increase bone density, but it does increase heart disease. This is a supplement that should be banned, and it hasn't been, and I'm guessing it won't be because, well, heart disease is good for business, and that might sound a little jaded, but... I don't see any other reason why it hasn't been taken off the market yet. It's dangerous, and FDA is supposed to be monitoring dangerous supplements. They take other supplements off the market. Calcium, one of the most commonly used ones, and one of the most dangerous is still out there. So look at the back of your calcium supplement if you got it, and get rid of it if it's carbonate or phosphate. If it's citrate, you're a step in the right direction. And maybe that's okay. I wouldn't personally suggest 1,200 milligrams of it, maybe four or 500 milligrams of that. Um, and I am very excited to tell you that within a week uh, or two at the most, I will be doing a comprehensive one or two show episode, uh, two episodes on osteoporosis, bone density, how to prevent it uh, supplementally, uh, dietarily 
from a lifestyle standpoint, all things that you need to know to enhance bone density. And um, I decided to do this little rant as a lead-in to that so I don't have to spend time talking about that on that particular show. Okay, I have two minutes left to tell you a couple other things that I'm really excited about. Nordic Naturals doesn't typically discount very much. If you're familiar with the brand, um, they make great products, um, and they know they make great products, and they don't put them on promotion very often. But they did something unique uh, for independent retailers. I don't know who else is doing this out there, but we're doing it at Vitality while supplies last. It's just the gummies. The vitamin C gummies, the vitamin D gummies, my favorite probiotic gummy because it is a spore probiotic, and uh, probably my favorite gummy multivitamin for kids. Okay, They don't have an adult one, but for kids, they're all on for 30% off while supplies last, and I anticipate that's only two or three more weeks at Vitality Nutrition and VitalityNutrition.com. So check that out. If you're into the gummy thing, your kids are into the gummy thing, you know by listening to me that I'm not into many of the gummies out there, but Nordic makes actually good ones with good potencies and without all the crap in them that you don't want. And they taste delicious. And the other thing I'll tag on just at the very end before I let you go is, uh, you know, I was just talking to Nikki Wolf from Life Seasons, one of my very most favorite brands and um, regular contributors to Vitality Radio because I love their stuff so much. Um, I just negotiated after the episode uh, was recorded with Nikki and before I episode or uh, recorded this part, a 25% discount on everything Life Seasons for the entire month of September uh, at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful or at VitalityNutrition.com. You can call us at 801-292-6662. So if you're interested in the Nitro Tea, the Masculinity or the Prost Tea uh, formulas that Nikki talked about, 25% off um, at both uh, places online and in-store for the rest of September. But not only that, everything Life Seasons, and they've got a big line of amazing products at 25% off. So there are your deals. I hope the information was good. If I sounded a little annoyed during my rant, I was. I don't have anything positive to say about fallacy. I'm glad he's gone. I hope the person that replaces him is not as horrible. And uh, I don't have anything good to say about calcium carbonate. It's terrible stuff. Get it out of your diet if it's in there. And I would also, one more quickie on this, check your labels. If you're getting enriched flour, in many cases, if you're taking a milk supplement, or sorry, substitute like almond milk or oat milk, or rice milk, it's probably fortified with calcium carbonate. Find one that is not. You do not want this chalk inside of your body. It does literally not belong there. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you have questions, call us at 801-292-6662 or jump online, vitalitynutrition.com. We have a new chat feature where you can chat with either me or my son, Bridger, uh, right on the website, vitalitynutrition.com. Thank you so much. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young 
Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.